0: Hello and welcome back to Falling Out. Did you listen to Season 2, Episode 1? What did you think? we got a pretty good crew around here, don't we? And today, I'm delighted to say that we have another amazing addition to the Falling Out alumni. Leamy Bauer is a trooper. I don't know how else to say it, but this woman has been through a lot. And she's really put it all out on the line in this interview. This thing really got to me. This is the one with the tape. You may have heard a small snippet of that tape that I published online. There's only a minute of it in that snippet. In this episode, Limi and I go through the whole tape step by agonizing step. I have so much respect for Limi for coming forward and making this public. This was not easy for her and I don't think it's going to be easy for you as a listener. I have to say that some sort of trigger warning is warranted here. I know that in general that's something that I could do a better job of with my show and in this particular case I don't even know how to categorize this. All I know is that when my brother listened to less than a minute of the tape His response was, I wish you had given me warning and I need to go back to therapy again now. So yes, steal yourself for this one and I'm sorry that I can't adequately categorize exactly what you're about to hear. I think you should also know that the following episode takes a more lighthearted turn as Limi and I focus more on the present and on the future and on raising kids but this episode in particular looks at a really dark and twisted past of institutionalized abandonment that was inflicted upon Leamy and many others for the sake of the gain of money and political influence by the Unification Church. Those are the cold, hard facts. That's why this suffering took place. The long arc of the Unification Church includes the creation of the Washington Times for the specific stated purpose of having right-wing political influence in the U.S. And the whole conservative movement in the U.S. has been given a bit of wind in their sails and a bit of jet fuel by Reverend Moon and by the Unification Church. That was in the 80s, but it's clearly continued to this day. And the strength of that so-called family values contingent grows It multiplies. And very recently, Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo, and Newt Gingrich, amongst many others, spoke at a so-called Rally of Hope held by the Moon organization. According to Mother Jones magazine, the source will be in the show notes, Pence and Pompeo declined to answer when asked if they were paid to be there to speak at the event. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that it's quite likely that they were paid to be there. And Pence and Pompeo and Trump and Gingrich And all of these so-called family values folks, they are the end of a chain of dominoes that started in the 80s when Moon sacrificed the lives of kids to gain his political influence and push it through the Washington Times and alter the political landscape in the U.S. and push it further and further to the right. And why am I mentioning that now? I mention it because all of those people, those so-called family values folks, their prominence today, and in many cases, the money in their pockets, it's been funded by the suffering that Leamy went through and that others went through, and that is documented on this tape. And I think that's an important thing for the world to know. It's important for the world to know that the family values industrial complex, as I am coining it, was built on the backs of families that were ripped apart. And anyone that's profiting from being part of that complex has the suffering and the abandonment of Leamy and many other kids on their consciences. Or they fucking should, but you know as well as I do that they don't have fucking consciences. So all you family values folks, everyone who thinks that they have some lock on what a family should be and what love should look like by virtue of simply being who they are and the God that they happen to believe in. All of you, listen to this. Listen to the sound of suffering that's putting money in your pockets. The suffering that has furthered your career and your political interest. Listen to the toddlers that just want to see their parents. But can't because they were abandoned. Listen to the broken families That your career was built on. And then we can talk about the so called family values that you are so adamant should be imposed upon others. Thank you, Limi, for stepping forward. You are a fucking legend. I realize I need to do a bio and then I'm gonna go to the interview. Hold on. Bio. Limi Marie Bauer is a fucking legend who lives in Austria, but has roots in Brazil and the U.S. She is a teacher and teacher trainer of technical English at the university level, as well as in company trainings. She has a Master of Science from the University of Oxford in linguistics and language teaching. She's an influencer on Mogul, the women's educational platform, and her writing and research focus is on cult survival, culture, power dynamics, and the psychology of language teaching and learning. Connect with her on Instagram at Writing With Limi and on Twitter at Limi Bauer. This will all be in the show notes. Thank you again, Leamy. Here it is, part one of my interview with her. Yeah,
1: and I got a little love.
0: Okay, okay, cool. Uh, Leamy. Welcome to the show. It's great to see you. I'm really happy that you're here, that you, you've connected in this way and that we're having this conversation. Um, and I think it's worth just mentioning that we do share it, share a certain history at a, at a, at a very young age. Um, and mm-hmm. we'll go into that. Um, and then I guess just by way of introduction for the audience, we met again about two years ago, a little less than two years mm-hmm. ago at a wedding. Uh, and kind of reconnected then and that was before I was doing anything with this project Um, but um, and we've just kind of stayed in touch and um, decided to have this conversation and I think I think I think it's it's I think it's great I'm really glad we're having this conversation there's a lot of interesting stuff to talk about so Mm -hmm. I just want to let the audience know that there is some some connection here Um, Mm -hmm. and I guess like yeah without without further ado can I can I ask you to to well I guess first of all where where are you calling from and we'll get into the why that later but yeah let's just start that where are you calling from <laughs> i'm calling from austria okay and how long have you been there about 12 years 12 sorry 12 years mm-hmm yeah okay 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 um yeah. and yeah we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that later um but i think to, to start things off i want to just kind of ask you what i always ask people which is kind of can you Tell tell us like where where you were born, when you were born, and some of the the circumstances around that, and and what the what the involvement with with the UC looked like at, at that point in your life, as far as as far as you know.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, also, thanks for this opportunity to share my story. I really appreciate it.
0: No problem. No problem. So my, my
1: story started off in. 1977 which was the year of the coming of the kingdom of heaven and um, (laughs) oh was it (laughs) sure was (laughs) and and I was born in Washington (laughs) DC but I was almost I was almost born in Brazil two weeks earlier and I would have been born in Brazil where my parents were missionaries and they were called last minute back and uh and um, they were called back and my father was sent to the seminary, to the Unification Theological Seminary, okay. and my mom was sent to her mom's house. So I was okay. living was in kind of an unusual situation, I think, in, in that um, my mom was home with her mom and mm. uh, and and had me. So um, my grandma and I connected from that that's awesome. moment from the beginning. Yeah. That's good. That's, and, good.
0: that's rare. Um, that's rare. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah
1: and there was a lot of, um, right. So my parents were part of the 1800 couple blessing. That was 1975. Same as
0: me. And actually, can I just, can I just ask, you you mentioned 1977 being, you know, the, the, what what did you call it again? The year,
1: the year of the the King coming of the kingdom of heaven.
0: Yeah. Okay. That, (laughs) um, so what can you tell me about that like so so is that a specific thing that moon said was going to happen that that year like in previous years
1: yeah um and i actually don't know more than that
0: okay all right just but, that
1: it had that title okay and but, that the people were looking forward to it and okay it okay came. so and then the goalpost moved and- oh imagine that <laughs>
0: imagine that um <laughs> so I, okay I, I, I just, yeah, I, just I just want to get that on the record that like this was like the church saying and specifically moon saying like this is the year yeah. that this isn't going to happen
1: um yeah and um yeah and and then um and so that that uh, kind of kicked off this witnessing effort and I, I actually don't know if that was hundred percent connected or not, but, okay. um, and that started frontier 78 when they sent people out in RVs to witness around the country. And when that happened, I went to Jacob's and the, the nursery for kids.
0: Can you explain and, a little bit about what that is in case people aren't familiar?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, a, it's an orphanage basically run by the church, um, Uh, of course the parents were still alive and we just lived there full-time so you can either call it full-time care or or an orphanage and um and yeah I was there off and on for the first seven years of my life
0: whoa that's a long time it is a long time (laughs) man do you and do you have can you remember it Do do you have specific memories of it
1: Yes and no. Like, I have these flashbulb memories of it. So I remember being, you know, it being this giant house. um, And I think also because I was so small. um, I remember, um, like, I remember doing different activities with kids. I remember injuries that I had. Like, um, but but otherwise I just have mostly stories of me from other people
0: okay
1: and um stories like like Moon his his children they were always coming by and visiting and one of his daughters just thought I was the cutest thing and would come scoop me up every time she came over and um and play with me like a little doll do
0: you and which do you know which daughter uh, that was
1: yeah that was Un-Jun-im. unjun. Okay. <laughs> i can't not say the name it's It's just part of the name i try so hard but
0: (laughs) for half of us i feel like for half of the people i convert i speak with it just rolls off the tongue and then for the other half it's like a conscious decision not to say it uh yeah but i I, yeah i feel you it's it's hard the struggle is real um yeah yeah, yes it's definitely it's hard
1: yeah and uh, but I'll I'll give it a shot (laughs) and and I remember um and I remember food I remember that we ate a lot of um Japanese style curry this golden Mm -hmm. curry style curry and and that when I was a little kid my favorite snack was like sticky rice raw egg soy sauce (laughs) (laughs) So, like I have this American mom and this Brazilian dad, <laughs> and this very Asian snack. I <laughs> was like, "My favorite <laughs> childhood snack." Um, oh, and and they raised us bilingual, so we were we were learning Korean and English oh, at the wow. same time. Okay, when we were growing up, so, so that was
0: well, part um, of the deal. <laughs> like, so how how big how big a portion was the Korean? Like, was Korean like your first language as a kid? I or?
1: don't know. I. I mean, my mom would tell this story about how um, how I would speak to her in, in English. I'm like one or something in the story, one and a half, yeah. saying milk to her. And then I went to my dad and I said it to my dad in Korean. And she was like, <laughs> it's so interesting that you knew that he spoke Korean. I was like, it's not really his language, but <laughs> yeah, fascinating. <Wow. laughs> so I think that was just kind of in tandem. And I think it also depended on who is taking care of us too okay
0: okay um, okay and just um, i guess i, I want to just give a little more context for the listeners so yeah. just so so people know so this, the places you're talking about jacob's house was part of this sort of complex of buildings owned by the moon mm-hmm. family and by the church mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. uh sort of suburban the suburbs of new york city effectively uh um, mm-hmm. uh and yeah, so that's kind of what I know about that place. Um, Do you, do you have a sense of how many kids were there when you were there, or like what the capacity of the building was, or anything like that?
1: Oh, honestly, I don't know. Um, no. Hmm. But it's a great question. Yeah, because I know I, that I, I was in a room of like three or four kids at a time. Okay. that's like where you
0: that was kind of like where you slept
1: yeah okay yeah and and then we definitely had classes together and I think maybe there was uh now I'm just making up numbers I don't
0: know okay all right kids in
1: a class or something okay um yeah I have somewhere like a kindergarten graduation pamphlet or something where it lists all the kids okay. but
0: <laughs> okay oh so okay so just so you were going to daycare there but also going to school there like yes. like so your yeah. kindergarten was effectively at a church school
1: effectively that was mm-hmm. run in the same building yeah. the same compound and then so. when I did first grade I was living there but I was going to first grade in to to the school in Irvington I went to that okay. elementary school Okay.
0: For public school, so all right, but um, you were so you were going to public school, but mm-hmm. living at this only this... for
1: first. Grade, yeah. yeah, so yeah.
0: so some caretaker would drop out at school and bring you back, effectively, but like yeah, not, not your parents.
1: I, I mean, I assume so, yeah. and like um, I you know one of the things that makes me really mad is that I don't have any clear timeline on when I was there and when I wasn't there because. Uh, that was just something that we couldn't talk about. Like mm-hmm. I would bring it up and, um, and my mom would get upset and then, uh, <laughs> wow. then we'd stop, wow. but, um, but I know that I did kindergarten the school year at Jacob house with, um, with this amazing teacher who was there, um, and, and, uh, and then first grade at the public school. And that sometimes I was living in the New Yorker hotel when I was in a Jacob house, um, in the communal living that was in that city, you know, mm-hmm. in, in New York city, in that yeah. building in the hotel. And, um, and then I would bus up to, to Jacob house for the day.
0: Okay. For oh, wow. either. So, you, okay. So you're living in Jacob house for, for mm-hmm. a while, then you're living communally in the New Yorker and then busing to Jacob house exactly wow yeah for day and i have
1: two younger okay. sisters and so then as they came along yeah then they were you know also there and um also oh, just and, to be clear also um, at,
0: at jacob house living at
1: jacob house okay although my youngest sister was put in another building she was in the building called gracemere
0: okay and oh that's all, another building i've heard of yeah you know,
1: kind of in in the same vicinity if it was the same property or not I okay yeah sure, but, okay yeah
0: wow so all three of you were in this sort of care for
1: yeah, your very yeah.
0: young lives
1: and then shortly I think my youngest sister was, was one you know so she was there just for about a year
0: okay okay
1: that' the bulk of it
0: yeah. yeah and just for context where was where were your parents during during this time
1: right so this is a This um so my dad was he was at the seminary and then he started working for causa, the communist anti-communist yeah (laughs) not the (laughs) their um work so he would travel around South America giving lectures and Mm -hmm. um because he could speak English, Spanish, and Portuguese. So okay, that was useful and Uh he did like translation work. My mom was um she was witnessing in an rv um across the united states okay sometimes sometimes she was working in new york city at the newspaper which was called news world at the time yeah i think so and um and sometimes she was working in the new yorker in the nursery or some of the other things but um yeah, no. I mean, I think that I think that it was it was truly a devastating thing to happen to both the parents and the children. And yeah. my mom would tell stories about these moms who were crying themselves to sleep, who couldn't nurse their babies, was suffering because they had to suddenly stop nursing, and and then the babies who were just yeah. like, "Where's my family?" And yeah, Jesus. And trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. As a human being.
0: Um, yeah. And I I I, I think he, of all the people I know who've been there, I, I can't think of anyone who's who was there as long as you, as, as far as I know. Like I like one one of my siblings was there for I think a year or two, um, but mm-hmm. not like you know, seven years. Um, I you know, and again, it, it was off and on, but like that's a long time. Yeah to be in a place like that um man that's
1: I mean that's my entire formative yeah (laughs) yeah
0: That's your entire form yeah
1: that's
0: all of the beginning of your life
1: right (laughs) was in this context yeah yeah wow what the fuck what
0: what do you how do you think that's affected you now
1: um I think that, that having a sense of value and just, you know, making space for my own existence Mm. (laughs) has been, has been the biggest challenge. And, and I feel like, um, so now I'm 43 and like, I'm in a much healthier space and it's taken a lot of digging and work and figuring out um, and support to get to that, to get to the bottom of it, to just figure out that's okay. This is, this is it you know and yeah. that this feeling of like i can't depend on anybody because or you know there's no point in crying you know because mm-hmm. <laughs> it won't be heard and i don't i don't think that like all of, i don't because i don't really have any negative memories of mm. of those environments then i don't feel that it was an an intentionally difficult environment you know mm-hmm. like like i don't i don't recall being mistreated per se yeah um although there is a story about me not doing my homework and getting spanked in front of the whole class (laughs) so corporal punishment was like part of it a little bit yeah (laughs) but again (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah and okay and and this is another thing too because one one of the things that i um that was great about this kindergarten teacher that I had was that Mm. she recognized that I had like some learning difficulties and she was like, okay, I think maybe Lini's dyslexic. So you should get that tested. And, um, and I wasn't, but what they found out was I did have a sensory processing disorder. And that meant that just, I just sense things more intensely, highly sensitive and to be in that communal environment all the time, just overload, it was actually pretty intense. Time. Yeah. All yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a lot of behavior issues and then, you know, because, um, right. I was having a hard time and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and that was kind of turned into like, you're giving us a hard time. So, um, that sort of followed me as well in the story. And and yeah, I'm packing that, figuring
0: that out. Uh, I can imagine that. And yeah. even just like having a kid now, like there's definitely times when, and he's seven now, but so I've mm-hmm. seen I've seen him from you know birth till till now. And like there are definitely yeah. times where I'm like, this kid just needs to go sit in a room on his own and just like just not be stimulated by anything or or anyone. Yeah. Uh and he's better for yeah. it. Uh and god man trying to imagine going through your life for for the first seven years and not not it sounds like you basically had like zero time to yourself literally for that entire span of seven years
1: yeah unless i was just like disappearing in the new yorker yeah which Which is also (laughs) kind of an option (laughs) like (laughs) i definitely remember like (laughs) exploring that place (laughs) On. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> but yeah it's you know it's interesting like you said like uh, you know no, the, most of the people that ran these places were not you know intentionally abusive um
1: mm-hmm.
0: mo- most of them um but the whole structure is the structure the, stru- the structure is abusive and and terrible the force you know kids to into that situation and to force parents into that situation i mean what the what the fuck it's awful yeah it's really awful yeah
1: yeah Yeah. no and so that's how i saw the world is the way that they presented it to me and i mean and it's weird too because like I mentioned I had this really close relationship with my grandma so I have these two photo albums of my childhood early childhood one that my grandma was curating every time I would come and visit her which was like visits to her church and like (laughs) um holiday meals and so on and then I have this other one from um from growing up in in the movement and it's like right Korean dresses and (laughs) holidays and group birthdays oh yeah actually that was it was interesting because after the book um to the moon and back by lisa cohn when yeah. that came out yeah. then i realized oh she's the girl who's in my first birthday picture with me oh really <laughs> it's like a group <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <that was> cool. <laughs> and, and and i think one of the things that's fascinating too is like it, with a, when it's such a small community then you really uh, you get to know kind of everybody yeah
0: the, uh, the yeah yeah yeah. Especially like those,
1: yeah. I mean, there weren't,
0: there weren't a lot of kids your age at that point, like the the baby boom release really kind of happened yeah. in the mid eighties sort of. Um,
1: well, yeah. And I mean, my parents, they were, that's another thing. Cause you know, you couldn't, couldn't have babies until after like three years after your blessing, at least. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my parents were over 30 It's got like special permission to have kids earlier because they were getting too old. And, like, yeah. (laughs) So, from that blessing group, like, kind of on the earlier end.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, uh, Wow, they had to get permission. Unless you were
1: Japanese, and then it was seven years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: And if you're Korean, it was probably zero years. um,
1: Exactly. yeah (laughs) yeah um oh i know it's fascinating so then we were all just like in the new york it was like this culture of you know people from all over the world living in new york city trying to be korean (laughs)
0: so to me this is really interesting because i remember very little of my time there i I know i lived there for a few years but i was like probably going up going up till three or four um But if you were there later, I'm just kind of wondering like, what can, what do you remember of the place or is there like, what, what, what things kind of stand out, like even just this idea of running around, running around for which place, uh, for the New Yorker, the hotel. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. No, I mean, um, like, so I remember, um, eating together in the dining hall and like the lobby. The, the lobby was just always full of people. I can remember the decorations, like okay. um, that there's this balcony on the second floor that overlooks the lobby. And there were these biblical paintings that were on the wall. And I remember these like, these paintings and, of different parts of the Old Testament. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and the grand ballroom where we would have the holidays and, and where moon would speak to us for hours on end. Yeah. <laughs> and um and then like there were two buildings because there's the there's the New Yorker and then there's the Manhattan Center.
0: Yeah, which is um, like adjacent, like next next door, but there's they not even it's almost like not even next door. They have like doors that connect them internally, right? Exactly. So and then have like,
1: hallways that connect. Yeah, them. So exactly. So like, they're
0: kind of the I same remember. building. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the hallways and going through these secret, you know, passages between the buildings and feeling really cool that I knew about these secret passages. <laughs> I remember and doing that remember in the I remember a security guard saving my life all the time by not letting me walk out the revolving door. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, you stop. <laughs> oh my god it was still like pretty pretty dark neighborhood in the late 70s yeah. and early 80s
0: yeah
1: like i don't there's think there's this mcdonald's across the street and yeah. then this like triple x peep show 25 cent like yeah right next to, it, just right across the street those
0: were <laughs> like those were so there, there those were there like well into the <laughs> 90s um I, okay I, I remember yeah. I, I remember going to like so go, going from like DC to New York was kind of like a big a big deal to go there for like the, the, the holidays mm-hmm. and so as I got older mm-hmm. like as I was like a teenager I remember going to the New Yorker this was like, kind of in the late 90s um and uh I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name any names but like me and some other teenage boys like we uh we <laughs> We made a big deal about going to the New Yorker for, for for God's Day, but um, one of one of us, one of us, one of us looked like way like way older. Um, and he as soon as we got there, he just went to one of those those like porno shops and just got like a backpack full of porn and just and just distributed it amongst us. Um, so yes, thank you to the UC uh, UC Holy Days for for that. but it was a hilarious place for that, for the, for the, yeah, for the, the church to be based. Cause it was very, yeah, it was seedy in the nineties and I can only imagine in the eighties what it was, what it was. Like.
1: <laughs> but, um, but you know, it was, it was a, a building with no supervision, so it could yeah. also be dangerous. And, yeah. Um, big time. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 There's a, there's a story where I got lost. And I also don't remember this, but um, I was just told this pretty recently where I went in the freight elevator, and apparently there is a third sub basement that you can access from the freight elevators. And I got out of the elevator, all by myself, and then um, and I got stuck. Oh and they God. found me a couple of hours later, just uh, holding shit. on to a pillar <laughs> and singing. <laughs> I'm not afraid to the tune of "We Shall Overcome," and that's oh how they found me because I was singing.
0: Jesus so. Christ! What the fuck? Did you? Someone told me that someone died there by falling down a like falling down an elevator shaft. Did, did have you heard? Anything I believe about that. On. Okay.
1: I almost fell out of a window, but I also oh. was playing at the window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but,
0: but still, that
1: one I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Jesus. just a really uh, uh yeah i mean and then also you couldn't you couldn't go aside you couldn't leave because it was a city yeah. and uh and then inside it was just kind of busy and chaotic and
0: yeah yeah no one mm-hmm. i've i always felt like at these at these sort of places there's this, the, the attitude amongst the grownups was like, okay, no one's really taking responsibility for the kids. Um, yeah. and like all the grownups are, they're, they're, they're casting like 1% of their attention on the kids. And their assumption is that if all hundred of them cast 1% of their attention on the kids, then nothing bad is going to happen to the kids. Um, Whereas I would, I would posit that you'd be far better if you had a single person whose sole focus was on, uh, you know, making sure the kids don't fucking kill themselves. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. Uh, if but,
1: everybody's in charge, then nobody's in charge.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what it was constantly at all of these, every yeah. fucking church service I went to every summer camp, all of this sort of stuff that no one was taking any responsibility for any of us basically.
1: Mm. Yeah it was just have more kids and show up yeah <laughs> and, <just laughs> and then you'll go to heaven attend yeah
0: <laughs> oh and give us your money too don't don't forget that oh my god Jesus. oh
1: wait we don't pay you anything <laughs> oh
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you that still got to pay us i
1: did hear that that was one of the <laughs> yeah that was one of the deals like if you lived in the new yorker and you renovated a room you know then you could stay there so it's like we um i think that's
0: how my family got to stay there like uh, yeah Mm -hmm. because i remember my dad doing renovations there or i remember hearing about my dad doing renovations there Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm just thinking about th- that, like, we're not going to pay you, but you're going to, you're, you're going to need, like, you still need to tithe to us. I could, I just, I just think <laughs> about these, like these families, like working for the church and then like the church is you know paying them not enough to survive. And then they have to go and like yeah fundraise on the weekends, like basically sell flowers or trinkets and bars or something like that to make yeah. money to pay to yeah. the church uh, exactly. because the church is underpaying them for exactly. the labor that they're doing. Fuck. Yeah. Fucking hell.
1: Yep. Yes, we did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All of this is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That happened. To and, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, we were there until, until I was seven, but, um, I do have that. I have a tape
0: of the when tape? I was in Jacob House. Should we do the tape? Yeah. Let's do the tape. Okay. Hold on one second. Just gotta get my stuff set up over here. Um so okay, can you actually before I before I get this set up over here, can you tell us about this, okay. tape, this tape Where did it where did it come from?
1: Okay, so um I have a tape recording of a greeting that I sent, or of a mess- message that I sent with um with my younger sister to my mom. And I didn't know of it its existence until after my mom passed away she passed away five years ago and so when I was going through her belongings um, I, fi- I find this cassette tape and it says you know um, and uh, this, yeah wow. it's simple
0: one quick thing to add here this is when during the interview Limi, showed me the tape on camera. And the label of the tape said Hello Mommy from LEMI, as you will hear in a moment. One very interesting part of that that's not captured in audio format is the word mommy is spelled M-O-M-M-I-E. Which is not the correct spelling in American English of M-O-M-M-Y. And I think it's probably because the person who wrote it was one of the Japanese caretakers for whom English was not their first language. Back to the tape.
1: Hello. Hello, mommy from. That's what it says. On mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, and it was really, and I, I was, I had no idea that she still had that. it was actually kind of beautiful to see that along her belongings because we moved so many times and she got rid of so much stuff and um and yet she still had this tape yeah um yeah so
0: and so just so the audience understands i would just want to make sure i i understand like the the context here so as far as i understand it um you know you were living in in this you know group orphanage basically uh, while your mother was out working yeah. for the church um and to me it sounds like someone at that or at that orphanage decided to make a recording of you sort of well as i'll hear as i'll hear later on kind of talking to your mother and telling her what you're doing and that sort of stuff yeah. uh, but presumably the purpose was then to like send that to your mother like like mail it to your mother so exactly that
1: could, no right. It, right and i think that That the kids were that they were doing that i definitely remember getting tapes from her which i don't have anymore
0: interesting you know
1: with with her talking you know to me and and singing songs on the tape and okay whatever so we could hear each other's voice um and i think yeah um
0: do you and actually just before we play it one more question During throughout that course of seven sorry i shouldn't say the word course it's a very moony word to
1: say that's accurate
0: (laughs) it is accurate in the the context of everything Um, but throughout that seven-year time period um Mm.
1: how,
0: how many times did you did you see your mom do you do you know like how often would she would she visit you
1: i don't know okay i don't know i know that um uh, I know that she would be able to come up for a day or so.
2: Okay.
1: Um, if she was doing something else, a lot of times she was somewhere around the country, so it wasn't easy for her to get back. Mm. Um, I have in my in my photo album from my grandparents. I have pictures of them coming up and visiting us, and okay. it's coming up on. And I think Sunday might have been visiting day or something. Okay. Um, and I I I believe that because I heard it from someone else who was saying yeah my father never came to visit and so um he just and and so the story went we would go and visit on Sundays and I would ask your dad if he wanted to join us and he's like no that's too tough for me and then he Whoa. just didn't come wow and so it was Jesus. hard for him <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> wow okay yeah that's crazy what I, I don't understand as a father i can't really understand that i have to be I have to be honest
1: that's okay it's probably a better not to try and understand people <laughs> yeah. don't make sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just um, telling the facts yeah. And the... <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah jesus christ um Okay, I want to get to tape, but there's actually one other one other point I want to make because I think I'm gonna I'll forget yeah, it, if, go I, for if, it. I, if I if I don't, yeah. I don't say it now. But um yeah. so you know, this um, this paradigm of creating centralized childcare for the children of parents who are cult members, um, this is a common tactic. Many cults do it uh the unification church is not unique in this regard um many cults do it to free up the free up the parents to do whatever labor the church wants them to do effectively and I guess I would like anyone who is still in the unification church I would just like to make the point that this what what Limi has just discussed here happens in many 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 other cults um and so if you you know, if you're still on the fence about the unification church, I just think you should know that this tactic is a tactic mm. that is employed time and time again by many other cults. Um, so there's a similarity there. Just think about that. That's, I just, I just want to make, I just want to make that point. Um, mm. um. And those, those sorts of, you know, group childcare situations, um, you know, I'm sure it'll lead to many scenes as we are about to, you know, similar to what we're about to hear. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull up this tape now. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on one second. Okay. Okay. Can you still hear me? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So here it goes with the tape and just so the audience knows, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of pause it, uh, uh, throughout to, um, uh, just to kind of ask some questions along the way. Um, also, it's an old tape um, it's kind of jumpy. There's a lot of hissing. Uh, this is just how it goes when you're dealing with a 30 year old piece of audio tape uh, effectively. That's probably gone around the world a few times. Um, so here, here it goes. Okay, today is October the 2nd, Sunday. Okay. Limi really wants to say something to your mommy, right? Okay,
1: go ahead.
2: Where do we speak? Now you speak and it's recording. Hi. What happened yesterday? I went to I don't know what they say. What did you where did you go yesterday? Um I don't know. Great. Right okay,
0: so that was gray smear that you said mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay um I'm just getting like shivers like just listening to this like what how are you feeling right now
1: I'm okay I yeah don't worry about me okay, okay. oh which uh. is another thing I do <laughs> <laughs> it's fine <laughs> uh yet,
0: you know I think we've all um. built up We've all built up various types of armors in it uh in, in various ways. Um and it's something that I've noticed uh just doing more and more of these interviews. Every, every everyone has an armor that that they, that they that they 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 have to use, they have to develop um mm. to deal with this sort of shit. Um okay, I'm gonna keep going here, right?
2: Okay. yes what not, did you do at Grace? i went to see me. my baby
0: yeah. how is your baby can she walk
2: she could walk when i'm holding both hands
0: okay jesus so um you're talking about your baby so you're under seven at, the, at this time you sound you sound younger than seven to me i yeah. would guess like three four five I'm something five. like that mm-hmm.
1: okay. yeah i'm okay. five and i can tell because um right october the second so it'd be just before my sixth birthday okay okay so um, you're five
0: years old and yeah. you're talking about your baby um mm. so what is what is that a reference to
1: so that's a reference to my youngest sister and i i have to say that this that part really moves me because Mm. I didn't know, you know, we were, there were so many kids and we were raised as brothers and sisters. So um, it answered the question to me that she was introduced to me as family. And I knew that she was family and, you know, or however, I knew that (laughs) we were living together when she was born, I'm sure. And then, back over there, but that, that, that relationship was encouraged and that, um, and fostered and, um, this is my baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So yeah. Bad. And yeah. in that, at that time in that room, I'm living in a room with, um, there's six of us and, uh, one of the other girls is my sister and six, six girls okay. in the room in bunk beds. And so, um, yeah, so we went over and visited okay. our other sister
0: yeah oh, wow yeah i mean it's a good point you're right at least at least you know that you weren't just un- un- under the impression that the, your siblings were just some other kids that were your you know so called mm-hmm. church brother and sister brothers and sisters you actually knew like this was yeah this was your flesh and blood but i, I also when when i listened to that i think of um so when, when i spoke with um With Teddy Hose, we talked about this concept of parentification and how the the older, when the parents are gone, the older siblings end up becoming the parents Mm -hmm. for the younger siblings. And when I was talking with him, it was, we were, I mean, we, I don't think we were talking about Mm -hmm. any specific age in particular, but my sense is that it was at, it was an older age than this. It wasn't a Mm five-year-old stepping Mm -hmm. in and Mm -hmm. being the the mother of the, you know, one-year-old um, I mean that is oh, man, mm-hmm. that is heartbreaking, Jesus Christ. God damn.
1: And I would say that that just referring to parentification, I didn't really step into that role because I spent so much time away from my family.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, so you could uh, you were couldn't even
1: yeah. Um and saw some of it <laughs> going on in the dynamic. In my family, but um
0: yeah, yeah, okay, mm. okay. Um, all right. I'm gonna keep going here. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you pray with her? Yeah. What kind of thing you play? Is that
2: what is the thing of the horse? Horsie. <laughs> Can you tell? Now I could only say. So- um no and she could say um mama and she could say dada yeah and she Mm -hmm. could of course she could say um, and i thought yes no Mm -hmm. and i heard her say and when she and when i was putting her on the horse she said uh, Put a flying stomach up and she's putting a stomach up. That means he doesn't want She said, now. Now, and then my mommy said, I'm going to give this Um, one like this. And thank you, mommy, for taking me for a little while. Would you please please? and thank you for
0: the nine days and two pence today. <laughs> right. Oh Jesus Christ. Um can you explain what you just said there for, for the audience?
1: Um yeah, and I, I have to be honest, I can't tell if that's me in the tape or if it's okay. my sister. Okay. Um but uh, it sounds like a children's prayer, like one of those prayers that we were taught to say yeah. about your day, and then at that time, you ended your prayers within true parents' names. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Jesus yeah. Christ,
0: I mean, if, if you know, we've all talked about the indoctrination starting at a young age. Mm-hmm this is this is the smoking gun um in, in my opinion i'm um, not that not that i don't think anyone doubts what what anyone has been saying but um mm-hmm. yeah this is fucking hard evidence man
2: mm-hmm.
0: jesus okay i'm gonna have a little more tequila and then i'm gonna keep going with this tape <laughs>
2: Let's hear. Not starting again. No. I want, to I want you me. to come, mommy, for a long time and I don't want you to leave and bring me home for a long, long time. And I like it so much. So I really like it. So you must you must come for a long time. And we want you to come a long time. So please come in True Parents' Name. And-
0: okay, so that's you, as far as I understand. Yeah. You're basically yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: asking your mom to come see you for a long
1: time. hmm. And then praying about it.
0: And then praying. Um, because obviously, if you ask for it in True Parents' Name, it's more likely to come true.
1: Yeah. Fuck. That's uh, the story I was told told us that the prayer is the heart's most sincerest wish. And that just wow. Okay. I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> you can come get me now. <laughs> you know, <on> the t- <laughs> Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly.
0: Jesus, god damn. Uh, this is really, I mean, I I'm not, I think I told you, but I, I like when I listened, I wept the first time I heard this tape before um before recording this. It just, I mean, yeah, it's uh yeah. quite quite shocking. Um, but thank you for sharing. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going here. Hold on.
2: Hello, yeah, Maggie. Okay, now Mrs. Perry, we're all here singing Mommy, a song for you. Funny. Okay, one, two. <laughs> no. the your wow. cord in hand, Sing thank yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> and sing Within your life through the I can I you in the middle of the spring, i will suffered I this nightmare too long. To, to so hate hate you and so I I you shall be made from the through the suffocating
0: Holy shit. Yeah. Fuck.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that was one of what was called the holy song and one of the songs that we sang all the time in church services. And I guess for fun mm-hmm. um, and that's hard for me to
0: listen to I, I bet it's hard for me to listen to I can only imagine what it's like for you um do you, so it sounds like there's like I don't know five or six kids just
1: singing yeah. that song yeah that was in the room mm-hmm.
0: um yeah it's like I don't know uh that there's something about that is like deeply disturbing to me to me just just like the I don't know the the thought of kids undergoing that level of indoctrination and yeah again here's the here here's here's the proof
1: right here's the fucking proof this is reality kids yeah. <laughs> and then you just learn it that way <laughs> you're like okay yeah, yeah. and <laughs> this you, is reality got it <laughs> yeah yeah you
0: you accept it because that's what you're born you, that's what's around you when you're born into it
1: yeah and there's nobody to tell you that there's anything different so yeah how are you supposed to know that yeah yeah yeah
0: it uh it also has a i don't know when i when i listen to it i get this like vibe of like the shining like those those two (laughs) those two creepy girls
1: (laughs) 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 I and then you got the lyrics, the suffocated hills. You know,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. It's like kind of dark song.
0: Kind (laughs) of what I—that's what's bringing to me. uh, It's bringing that shining realness to me right now. Jesus Christ! Holy fuck! Jesus. Okay. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Let me have a little more tequila, and then <laughs> press play. Okay.
1: Cheers.
2: <laughs> okay. Now, me, tell me about your school. Do you like your school? Mm-hmm. Do you make no. friends? Oh. Do you make friends at school?
0: Do you have friends? Yeah. They don't live at Jacob's house. But I have what are the names of your friends?
2: Jessica, Laura, Laurie, and Get, um, and Kristen and um, and. Do you are they all girls? Are there boys in your classroom? mm mm-hmm. But you, your friends are all girls. And also Is there any children from Jacob House in the same classroom with you? Who? Cool. Not me. That's yeah. the only thing. I want Madonna. <laughs> I was Madonna. Do you have homework?
0: Wait, were you just saying I like Madonna?
1: <laughs> that-, that was either me or my sister yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> they couldn't they- keep madonna out of jacob's house
1: <laughs> no they could not <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: <fuck yes. laughs> sorry i uh, this is like the fourth time this the first time i picked up on that <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> i know and i'm like she's like you're fr- you're not friends with any boys and i'm like no is this a trick question
0: <laughs> but wait, yeah, oh yeah yeah at that young age right you're like no i don't know any boys but wait so okay there's but yeah. you told me there's so there's the name of name of a, a boy mentioned here i won't say it again just because i yeah. like yeah. but You told me you shared a crib with him, right?
1: We were. I mean, I don't know if we were in the same crib, but we were in the same. We were in the same room when we were infants, because the stories that I have about me learning to crawl and him learning to crawl, and the person who was taking care of us, um, are yeah, that's the same story. So I I always think of him fondly because I'm like, oh, he was my
0: yeah i i i i i knew, I knew yeah. him later on later on in life he was a few years older than me um um mm-hmm. but yeah he seemed like a pretty good dude um yeah i am um, all right let's, yeah think...
1: none of us got out of there without scars so. yeah no. jesus, <laughs> jesus. Um, um i don't
0: know okay let's see i think we're almost done with this tape let's see
2: Yes. Do you do your homework on time? Yeah. What do you do after you come back from school in the afternoon? I practice. Practice what? Practice my Fishing. I practice my 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 um I yeah. practice my piano. Yeah. And then I do ballet. And I really, really love you. And I hope nothing bad could. Um. I hope nothing bad could happen to you. Happen to you, mother. I really, 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 really love you. And I want you to be very, 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 very happy when you see me.
0: Actually, so if we just pause there, that's, you're basically, like, you're talking about the fact that you're not seeing her. And Mm -hmm. you're saying, when you see me, I want you to be happy.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah.
2: Jesus okay. I love you so much mommy, mommy, mommy. I don't want to I don't want to I want to be perfect and yeah. and do everything that I want and listen to the teacher I really love you so much when
0: sorry
1: did you want to pause, jump in there yeah i do so um that one where i say i want to be perfect
0: mm. you know, talk talking like, about that
1: there it is at five already yeah. yeah already built right in and there was this church doctrine that you had to reach perfection mm-hmm. and and be perfect and i think that's part of it but Perfect is one of those words that was always confusing to me in that sense because,
0: well, those motherfuckers defined it.
1: It was like,
0: and and they just really loosely
1: defined it as well. They're like, be like this guy, but don't do what he does. Just like, be like him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's the only one who's done it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah well, what exactly has he done well uh he says he did it basically that's yeah. what he did he said he did it
1: and if you say you're doing it yeah. you're not to be trusted
0: yes exactly yeah. exactly yeah. Uh, no i'm glad yeah, you pointed that out it's like
1: sense of like personal ambition and striving like in terms of of what are the other consequences like always needing to <laughs> ha- add on another thing do another yeah, you know? yeah. um <laughs> and, uh, and then and then there it is right at the beginning
0: it's there it's yeah. it's, it's, it's right there and I'm, I'm so happy that you have this and that you're willing to share it because I, i'm thinking of yeah. like you know not not all of us grew up in jacob's house but
2: Mm-hmm.
0: all of us would have been taught that idea of perfection and, and all of us were, would have experienced some of, some of this, all of us sang those fucking songs, that's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, y- you know, so f- for me, I feel like this could be really revelatory for people just to understand what, like, if you grew up in the unification church, y- yeah. you experienced some flavor of this. 100%. Um, not exactly like this. This is your experience and it's unique, but this is documentary ev- evidence mm-hmm. of, you know, some of the core truths that, that, that impacted all of us. Um, and and for me, this is actually quite revelatory as, you know, even now it's like the fourth time I listened to it, like just to hear it and have this conversation with you and to get more context. I'm like, I feel like I'm mm-hmm. learning more about, about where I come from. And I, I hope that I hope that other people will will, will will see that value in this too. so I just want to say thank you for, for bringing this forward because this is, this is amazing um, and I think it's going to be really, mm-hmm. really helpful for a lot of people oh, okay. we're almost at the end of the tape. Should we Should we finish up? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're almost there. okay. <coughs>
2: Take away the power of Satan far away beyond the land and sea Feel for God and from this kingdom giving joy and liberty to all. Me, me, I'm like... Come, you people all around the world, let's unite to all Nation uniting all the people of the world. <coughs> Raise a white cross on our banner, far away beyond the listed waves. faith for God above His kingdom, giving joy and liberty to all. <coughs> Come, people all around the world, let uniting to all. Bring the bond, nation, uniting all the people of the world. Okay. Morbi, mm. <clears throat> I want to listen to the tape. I finished. Mark. All right.
0: I was wondering, I was wondering why I, le- why I left it after you finished singing, but then it was just because I wanted people to hear, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> that was amazing.
1: <laughs> I think it's actually like, like the, say it like somebody says it in in that musical Annie, which I was obsessed with.
0: You saw, <laughs> I, I was dude, kid. I thought of that, I thought of that before, before you said it, I thought, I was like, this, this girl sounds like Annie. I was thinking about that when I was yeah. listening to it before this recording.
1: obsessed with that movie and and I also genuinely like this song and I mean one of the ways that I knew that was me on the on the recording was like singing my little heart out getting the lyrics wrong which I still do to this day (laughs) (laughs) that's (laughs) that's me (laughs) oh my god though (laughs)
0: oh yeah. my god but yeah i mean you, you listen to you listen to the lyrics and those words and you can tell like it's it's all about you know yeah. the, it's
1: a war song it's a war song right
0: yeah yeah
1: battle cry and then you get to shout unite in the middle and yeah. yeah
0: yeah holy shit um hold on let me just press stop and that here. was
1: another holy song yeah. from yeah. the selected songs that got to be special
0: yeah exactly yeah okay so actually can you just explain what that was uh for the for the audience because i don't i don't think i've ever made that distinction a holy song yeah
1: um well you know there's songs that you sing in church services and um and the in in the unification movement there was a lot of singing to like bring the atmosphere yeah um kind of i don't know um set the tone or put you in a mood or whatever yeah, and yeah. and so there was a selected group of songs i i, I want to say there was 30 of them 32 something I, and and they that were... sound that
0: sounds right but also it could have been 25 or 40 okay or, I, 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 but I, I don't know just I, like yeah there was some there was yeah. some,
1: like and those were called the holy songs and some yeah. of them were translated christian hymns and some of them were written by supposedly written by earlier members um and in korea and and then any time any other member wrote a song that just got added to a song book, but it wasn't yeah. a holy song.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. there and was so the holy songs were, in a, the songs were in a, that you were in a, a special sing. book. There was, there was like church yeah. songs books, but there was a holy song book that was separate. Mm-hmm. I remember, Man. Oh, I can remember mm-hmm. so clearly the, um, the cover of the holy song book. It was, it was kind of, mm-hmm. it was like, it was like mm-hmm. a beige, at least the one that was beige with this, like these gold leaf, um, trees like trees on it um i don't know if you oh you yeah you mm-hmm. remember that one yeah.
1: yeah and the church seal mm-hmm. yes
0: exactly exactly yeah holy shit um yeah no you i, know I just, what
1: else i can't really stop saying is is church because i feel like it legitimizes this group i know no, <laughs> and it. yeah it's, it. it's, it's a, so second nature to, to be co- like oh. in the church
0: <laughs> yeah yeah oh and i still say oh. you know <laughs> i just yeah. say movement my therapist called me out on that yeah. she's like she's like you say that word a lot i was like, I was like oh, oh damn it. you know yeah. what you know
1: what though okay so what do you call it because i'm to come back to that what, what well do you call it, it depends
0: in the context like now where i am in my life i'm like the cult that i was yeah. born into you know that's yeah. that yeah but that um
1: motherfuckers. yeah
0: yes exactly exactly how many f-bombs can um. i drop? um but in the
1: as many it, as you need Yeah, need that's what they're there for <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay here's why i love movement though because this group is such a shape shifter and you're yeah. like you don't hold still yeah <laughs> sometimes you're a church sometimes you're a business sometimes you're selling fish sometimes you're selling boats yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. You're... <laughs> no, you're you're never, right. The movement is so never nebulous. It's so nebulous. There's
0: no there's no definition but... to it at all. Yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's like def- definition list by definition, and so yeah, it just means mm-hmm. that it can get away with doing whatever the fuck it feels like, basically.
1: Whatever it feels like.
0: Yeah. So whatever so, the
1: Messiah needed yeah. for that. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which was usually money. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: um what <laughs> so wait so what do you call it now
1: mm-hmm. yeah what? no I mean right now I'm trying out the movement <laughs> for that shape-shifting <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh I don't know you know <laughs> yeah. Wait, I oh, the, uh, yeah I also want to stay for the comfortable yeah
0: I also want to stay for the record that I've just had I just I think I just set a record for a for tequila drinking during during the span of of listening to that tape (laughs) my my own personal record of like amount of tequila consumed in the span of like 10 minutes (laughs) has just been broken um holy shit this is like really nice tequila too you're meant to sip it but i'm just like nope i'm taking a shot of this shit (laughs) oh god um
1: (sighs) Well, I'm really grateful to be able to share uh, a tape like that on a platform like this because, yeah. um, it in writing, reading a transcript of it, it just doesn't have the same. It's not the same. Yeah, yeah, write.
0: exactly, exactly. No, there, there's there's no way. Yeah, um, yeah, hearing it, especially with all like with all the voices, and you, you know, you can hear the kids in the background, and like yeah. you, it just, uh, man, hearing it is so much more impactful. So yeah, I'm yeah, I'm really happy that really happy to be able to share that with people and looking forward to hearing what, what people have to say once, once this gets published. Mm. Um, do you want to, I feel like maybe, maybe that's a good kind of like bookend for that, like kind of first part of your life. And then maybe we can talk a yeah. bit about yeah. like what happened. I'm just, I'm calling this in time here as well. And there's actually a lot of threads I want to like, mm-hmm. I want to touch on. So, okay. I want to, yeah. can, can we kind of like move on from there to sort of like yeah. what happened after those seven years? Basically. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Jesus, sometimes you don't need to say anything because the evidence is right there in front of you. Part of me feels like my job here is done. Just going to lay down the mic. What more can I add to this conversation beyond what has just happened? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep going. But I just think that sentiment speaks to the power of what I listened to on that tape with Limi. In the next episode, number one, the tequila drinking continues. But we move on and we talk about how Limi ended up leaving the church and how she's dealing with raising kids now which is really fascinating to hear and it's not something that we've addressed a lot on this show she has great perspectives on that the conversation continues and it's wonderful in the next one it is more lighthearted. yeah i just want to say thank you again to leamy for getting involved i also want to give a few shout outs to other folks that have gotten involved with a few things around here number one if you've seen the portrait of Lemi, it's done by luciana Strait. yes if that name is familiar it's because she's my ex-wife she's on Instagram at Luco that will be in the show notes as well. She does commissions. If you'd like her to do work for you, I'm sure she'd be delighted to do so. Contact her on Instagram. Also, this just in, Falling Out listeners can get a 10% discount at her Etsy store by entering the promo code Out at checkout. The link to the store will be in the show notes as well. Mr. Teddy Hose did the lettering and the graphic design for the tile, and Miss Donna Cervelli Helped out with pretty much everything else, and I did the recording and the editing. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, uh, patreon.com slash fallingoutpod. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at fallingoutpod. Thank you so much. See you next time. Bye-bye.